from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Folklife Today podcast called Colorado Morton's Ride. I'm John Fenn from the American Folklife Center. And I'm Steve Winnick. In our last episode for April 2021, National Poetry Month, we talked about finding this poem in our collections and figuring out some of its history. So now we can tell you that the poem was written by Pulitzer Prize winner Leonard Bacon and Montana cowboy Rivers Swinton Brown. It was published in the 1920s, and the copyright was never renewed. This spoken version was recorded by Charles Todd and Robert Sonkin in 1941, and the reciter is Frederick Sewell, a public information officer for the Farm Security Administration. This is a great, colorful example of cowboy poetry, and we hope you enjoy it. Colorado Morton is riding far. He won't be back with a circle bar. The boss, he sent him into town to ship the last of the Longhorns down. Although he hadn't no business head, it was a turn of me, a red. Colorado Morton run them brutes down the dead horse from Coyote Buttes, and three days later he delivered them steers to the boss's agent, which his name was Beers. And he was an ornery no-count clerk, which never had nothing to do with shirk. He says to Colorado, says he, old pard, uh, here's a wire for you. Just sign the card, pen your cattle, and sit on your tail, for the westbound limited has jumped the rail. Colorado Morton, he read his wire. It would have made a better man than him perspire. It wouldn't have given no pleasure to you nor me. It was from his sister up in B.C. They're a-hanging my husband. It ought to be you. May God forgive you, Sister Lou. And she told him where the hanging was at day after tomorrow at Medicine Hat. Colorado Morton hadn't meant no harm. There was a shindy up to Broken Arm. Him and his brother-in-law, Jim Graham, was a-sitting in at the poker game. One lousy suite of a lumberjack dealt himself three aces from under the pack. Now, I ain't never held with the blame Canucks. They sure are a bunch of ordinary bucks. But one thing is certain as hell. They ain't got no respect for a sinner nor a saint, and if any killing you happen to have done, by God, they'll hang you as sure as a gun unless you can put it in evidence that the aforesaid killing was in self-defense. And self-defense is a damn poor name for a row that started in a poker game. Uh, Jim Graham was there, you can bet you're a tootin', but it was Colorado Morton that did the shooting. Kirk Hine of the mountain police butted in. The boys pulled out and they rode like sin. By cutting the corners mighty fine, they just got across the Idaho line. Uh, Jim Graham, for a month or two, he stayed around with the boys till the dust got laid. But Mort, as soon as he got across, he settled down a-punching cows for the boss. He did his job like a puncher should, but the valves of his heart wasn't never no good. He used to pant in that mountain air. He used to cuss, 
and he used to swear, and whenever his pony would buck or jump, the valves of his heart, they would hammer and thump. But just the same, old Mart was a star and the best horse wrangler in the circle bar. When he had read that telegram through, he sure was a puzzled buckaroo. He turned to Beers, you son of a gun, why didn't you send it to me on the run? You send them a wire to Medicine Hat and tell them I'm coming, and that's that. But beers, he answers, the wires are all down and you can't get a telegram out of town. My God, says Mort, then they'll hang poor Jim. And if he is Lou's husband, I'm fond of him. I do not savvy a job of this style. It's every inch of 200 miles. Beers, he says, it's one hell of a ride. And you'll never make it and they'll hang you beside. But Colorado Morton, he just says, good night, all I carry is, is my cinches tight, and away he gallops up the yaller hill while his heart had hammered and his heart stood still. Well, a doggone Cayuse was a good Mustang, and he must have figured that the bo his boss would hang, for anyway, he ate up that flat to stretching away to medicine hat. And doggone Cayuse was doggone tired when they hit the border beyond Fort Baird. The sweat was a-running on every hair. But it didn't do Mort any good to swear. Men can keep a-going on their nerve or their head. But you cannot ride a horse after it's dead. And Colorado Morton could not ride that doggone Cayuse after it died. So there he stood on the edge of the snow with 120 miles to go. He looked and he saw a campfire shine a thousand feet below Timberline. And he says, I'll beat it down and see if them blighters can lend a horse to me. If they haven't a pony, then I guess I'm stung. And poor Jim Graham is a going to get hung which upon my honor he never should with me alive and the hangings are good. And so he come while the night was a-fallin' down the sides of the canyon, just a-slippin' and a-crawlin', till he seed a red jacket a-hangin' on a pole. That was the camp of the mounted patrol. And he seed a yellow chevron shine. That was Mr. Mounted Policeman Hine. Uh, Kurt says, Mark, Poor Jimmy Graham is a going to swing for that poker game. You come in late, and you never see that it was me that shot the Swede. My dog on Cayuse's tire's gone flat, and I gotta get the medicine hat. I gotta get there tomorrow by one, or they'll swing him at two, as sure as a gun. Uh, Kurt Heine says, uh, well, I'll be shot. You sure must like Jim Graham a lot. You jump on my buckskin and hit the trail. My very best wishes when you get to jail. And Mort, when you come to the Perkins Slough, there's a horse herd maybe some use to you. Uh, my that doggone buckskin of mine's no count, and if he plays out, you can get a mount. I'll give you some supper here if you like, but if you don't, then for God's sake, hike.
That yellow buckskin, he played up fine. He wasn't no counting spider hind. He slid down the hill just as smooth as a tile and over the flat for 60 miles. But 60 miles is the end of power when a horse goes 18 miles an hour. And so, when they come to the Perkins Slough, Mort hit a horse trail, spandy new. And there, neath the light of the morning star, the best horse wrangler in the circle bar caught that bunch in a cottonwood tangle and wrangled the last horse that he'd ever wrangled. I seed the brute later, and I've heard folks tell that his daddy was a stud horse from the teams of hell. A three-year-old stallion, as gant as a crane, thin as a spit of Badlands rain, his bones, they stood out all over his ribs. Why, that horse was nothing but hocks and ribs. But I know horses, and I'll tell you this, a thin devil's worse than a fat devil is. He didn't know nothing but to stand on his ear, to pitch and sidewind and buck and rear. Colorado Martin got pretty well plastered, but somehow or other he rode the bastard. Now I seen Vampa doing his dance, but Vampa wasn't a circumstance. Alongside of that beast in the Perkins Slough, he was young and friendly and tender and true. Uh, Colorado Morton was hard to pile. It was one long sidewind. For 60 miles, it was clash and clatter, hammer and pound, and a buck for every hole in the ground. The big jackrabbits, they sneaked, streaked over the level. When they saw a man a come, a riding on the devil, a riding on the devil, and a standing pat all the way in the medicine hat. For at a quarter to noon, as bold as brass, they rode into that city of natural gas, and they come to the judge. And judge, says he, about that broken arm shivery, them witnesses is a lousy breed, for I am the guy that shot the Swede. The judge, he looks up in a casual way. Uh, you say you shot him? The hell you say? Yes, says Mort. And if it's all the same, you'd better hang me instead of Jim Grain. Then his heart had hammered, and his heart had flopped, and he says, I got here, and his blame heart stopped. Well, the judge, he was always a square old porpoise, so he got out a writ of habeas corpus, which wasn't much good for helping Jim Graham. He got shot the next week in a poker game. And everybody said it was tough on Lou to lose her brother and her husband, too. But the mounted police, they thought Mort was a sport. So they chipped in, and they bought a stone for Mort. And they cut an epitaph on that stone. He travels the farthest who travels alone. Alone he traveled, and he traveled far. He won't be back with Circle Bar. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.